With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew and this is the Hoot Ath Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So we just have a jam-packed episode this week as we're going to talk about some Saints news with the Saints sending five players to the Pro Bowl. We also had some snubs if that's even possible with having five Pro Bowlers. Also, we're going to be previewing the Saints and the Steelers and also recapping the Saints and Panthers. I mean, just first going to get right into the Saints news of the week, and that is the Saints sending five players to the Pro Bowl if they were to play in it. If they wouldn't go to the Super Bowl, then they would. If the Saints would go to the Super Bowl, then the Pro Bowl is really obsolete because none of our players will be playing in it. But Drew Brees um, was voted, and he had the most votes. He's going to be the starting quarterback in that game unless we make it to the Super Bowl or he gets hurt or something like that. Taron Armstead was also voted as a starter. Um, Max Unger was also voted. Same with Michael Thomas and Cameron Jordan. So if those five are in, some snubs being Kamara, um, Demario Davis, who played outstanding and didn't get in, and also Sheldon Rankins, who I thought should have got in, but he did not get the nod, not even like an alternate or anything. Will Lutz, who was playing like, to me, the best kicker in the league by a good amount. You know, he was really money. He's only missed one field goal. He just been very, very strong the whole year and he didn't get in as well. Um, So that's obviously something to look at. Justin Hardy, who was kind of, he really wanted to make the Pro Bowl this year. He was voting himself in a lot and he didn't even get an alternate spot. So to think about that, that's kind of interesting there, but Look, overall, Pro Bowl at the end of the day, how much does it really matter? I think all Saints fans want to go to the Super Bowl, and if we get a couple of snubs for the Pro Bowl, it's not that big of a deal because, I mean, our ideal situation is that none of these guys play in the Pro Bowl. So that's really it on the Pro Bowl front. Just congratulations to all the players. They deserve it. Players that didn't get in, look, they deserved it in my opinion, but look, not everyone can get in. And look, it's only the Pro Bowl. These players care a lot more about the Super Bowl. And look, as much as I think the Pro Bowl, a lot of people would say, who really cares? No one really watches that. I think it still is a really good honor for the players. I think players like to play in it. I think it's a really good way. Look, family vacation kind of. I know Drew Brees has used it as kind of a family vacation because, look, they go to Disney World, I know, because it's in Orlando. So, look, that's all great stuff, and it's great for their they're the kids of the players. And it's also great for the fans to see their players one last time before the next season. And look, I know it was big for Phillip Rivers when they left San Diego. His last time playing in a San Diego Chargers uniform was in the Pro Bowl. So to me, that was just really, really interesting. I remember hearing that story. That's an interesting story. And then look, I just feel like it's fun to see. I know a lot of people don't think that, but I'm a proponent of the Pro Bowl. I like to see all the stars playing, especially the stars on the Saints. So that's all really good stuff. There, just some quick injury news. Ted Ginn is now practicing again. I know it's been a big 
thing with some reporters. All the fans are asking Nick Underhill, is he off IR? Is he going to be practicing? And now he's fully practiced back. We don't know if it's full, but definitely limited as he practiced on Wednesday. They kind of had a shorter schedule there because they just played on Monday. Um, so really, Tegan technically could play whenever he wants. There's not that two-week window because it was only eight weeks. It wasn't like double-digit weeks. So really, if he wanted to, he could play Sunday. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think it just shows that he'll be back for the playoffs when we really need him most. And I think that's just huge for the Saints. And I think that just means that with Gim back, it's going to give us a deep threat. And I really think the Saints need a deep threat. And they just need another receiver, a veteran receiver, not just an undrafted free agent or a rookie like Traquan Smith. I think they just need a real, um, they're not developed because he is fully developed at Gim, but a real established veteran. I think that's going to really help our team out. So, now on to our recap of Saints versus Panthers. We'll start with our notes, then go to our storylines, and then go to our group-by-group recap. So we'll start with the notes, and now the Saints are one win away from clinching the one seed in the NFC. That would obviously just be really, really big. The Rams lost to the Eagles at home, so that was obviously a huge upset. Thank you for the Eagles for helping us out big time. But now just one win away. If we win on Sunday in the Dome, we are going to have the one seed, the bye, and all that great stuff. And it's just huge. It's vital. Sean Payton knows it's vital. The team knows it's vital. And they're so motivated to get it. So to me, very, very good win there. This gives the Saints 12 out of 13 wins, which is just that's an amazing feat. I mean, first team to have 12 wins in 14 games since the 2019, and the only other team to do that um, besides the 2019. So that's obviously big there. I mean, another note is that the defense has stepped up big time. It's been elite since week 10. It's been number one in most categories since week 10. That was right after the Rams game. It's been really, it's unbelievable how good it's been. And it's translated into a lot of wins. And look, they got the win this week. I mean, the Saints winning only 12 to nine shows that, the defense could win games too. And I think that's what it just showed another way the Saints could win, you know. And as much as this year we've talked about the versatility of the Saints and how good they've been playing, it just shows now another way the Saints could win in a defensive slugfest, which they really haven't won all season. So that was a really good job by the defense there. I mean, also one more note is that the Saints had two own linemen out with Max Unger and then also Daron Bushrod left. And then Taron Armstead also was injured coming into the game. So that's a lot of O-linemen going down. And it tested the Saints' O-line depth. And they didn't play great. Will Clapp and Cameron Tom. But they played good enough for undrafted free agent seventh-round picks. They did pretty good there. So overall, good job for those players. So now on to our storylines. And our first storyline is that um, can the offense keep it going after their um, win in Tampa Bay, that second half, that really good performance. Can they keep that up? And right now the answer was no. They didn't keep it up at all. They went right back to where they were in Dallas and the first half of Tampa Bay. And different reasons, though, which is kind of a little interesting. Saints ran the ball really well, and that really that should have led to a lot of points, you would think. But they had holding penalties. They had... Other, like, I remember they had illegal shift penalties, all this stuff. It's dumb penalties, and it killed them. And the Saints were moving the ball down the field pretty good. I mean, Breeze had over 200 yards passing, which is, I mean, for him, like, he wants 300, but 200 is not the worst. It's not like he had 120 like he did 
at Dallas. They're running the ball really good at over 100 yards rushing. I believe they're over 150 yards rushing between Kamara and Ingram. So he did a really good job. But really besides that, non-existent. Michael Thomas did a good job receiving the ball. He had a lot of receptions, but they were kind of short. A lot of contested catches, though. So Mike Thomas, to me, did a really good job in this game, which is really good. I mean, look, if he if the Saints can lean on him in playoff games, look, I think he'll take that if he's open. And look, in the first half, they tried to blanket him, but the Saints, they draw up different schemes to get him out of that blanket, and it worked. A lot of zone coverage, and it was a really good job there. Keith Kirkwood, he had a couple of big catches. He stepped up from time to time, but overall... That was kind of blocked out by Tommy Lewis losing the football at the one at the one yard line into the end zone for a touchback. That was I think that masks every other thing the wide receiver has done, especially the young ones, because it's just you can't have those plays because the Saints would have won that game and it wouldn't even have to have been a problem. Defense had extra pressure that they probably didn't need. So I think that's definitely important there, but overall just not that good of a performance. Tight ends did play are uh, pretty good. They stepped up. Uh Watson had a couple catches. Josh Hill had a nice screen pass. That's all really good stuff there. Our next storyline is Kamara versus the linebackers. He did really good against the linebackers. We knew that was a test coming in. This was a storyline coming in, and it really worked out. Kamara did just a great job against the linebackers one-on-one. If he was playing Thomas Davis, if he was on Luke Keekley, he was beating them a lot, especially in the running game, but then also in the passing game. So that was really, really good there. And on to our last storyline is, can the Saints get pressure on Cam? Or could the Saints get the pressure on Cam, I should say, because these are the same storylines as before the game when we previewed the game. And the Saints got great pressure on Cam. Really good job. I mean, Cameron Jordan, I know he didn't get home to get any sacks, but he did a really, really, really good job at putting pressure on Cam Newton, making him throw basically from different spots in the pocket, out of the pocket, and never really let him get in a rhythm. We knew that was going to be really big because what Cam does, once he gets that rhythm, he's great. When he's not in that rhythm, he's not very good. So to me, that was just really, really big. I mean, I believe we had four or five sacks. I mean, look, everyone was getting to the quarterback. Um, Alex Okafor had a nice sack. He's been coming on really good, and now people are finally seeing it. I mean, look, not that many sacks, but he just did a really good job this whole season, just getting to the quarterback, doing a really good good job, excuse me, stopping the run. And he did really good. A couple of sacks from the linebackers with, I believe, Anzalone had a sack. So they did really good there. A whole linebackers. Um, Demario Davis had a nice rush to on that last play to basically stop Newton. Um, Von Bell played just an outstanding game. His best game of the year. And it just was a work of art, a really good job. There, David Onyemata put a stack in. He looks like he's coming on. I mean, just great work. You really got to say, and also the secondary played amazing too. That helped get Cam off his game, but the Saints definitely were able to get pressure, and it was because of different schemes that Dennis Allen put up, so you got to give it to him. A couple of nice plays where, you know, Cameron Jordan was taking up two guys, so then they had a third rusher, or a next another rusher, excuse me, like a linebacker come right up that open gap, and they got home to Cam Newton. That's what they had to do, and it worked. I mean, Cam Newton, really, they really didn't have any catches from wide receivers. Um, just looking at it, they only had, like, seven catches wide receivers. Michael Thomas had seven catches himself. So, when you think about that, that's really good by this um, defense here. you got to give it to, obviously, our secondary as well. But that's just really, really good there. 
Now on to our group-by-group recap. We'll start with QB, then go to skill position, O-line, D-line, linebackers, cornerbacks, and then our last category is coaching and special teams put together. We'll start with Drew Brees at the quarterback position, and I'm going to give him a C. To me, just not that good of a showing for him. I mean, just looking at it, a lot of things that just didn't go his way maybe. Wide receivers weren't really getting open, but when you look at it, it just wasn't a good game. His QBR was under 50. Again, just bad stuff. Um, When you go two out of three games for less with a QBR, that's very, very low. It's just not very good. He kind of lost that best quarterback rating ever. He's probably not going to beat Aaron Rodgers is record of about like 120, I believe Rodgers' record is. It doesn't look like Breeze will get there unless he has really good, does really good, excuse me, against the Steelers and then plays against Carolina and has a good game there. But right now, not that good from him. I want to see better. It's not MVP. I, I mean, right now, can you even call him an MVP? I mean, he only got sacked twice, so it wasn't like he got sacked a ton. Um, it wasn't like the Dallas game where it was a debacle. He really wasn't. I mean, his completion percentage wasn't bad. It was, I mean, he had 23 completions on 35 attempts. That's not bad, but it's not great. I mean, he did play better than Cam Newton, who was much worse. But um, overall, just it wasn't that good. He did a good over 200 yards. They were moving the ball downfield. He got a lot of completions, but they just couldn't put it in the end zone. They couldn't put it and have big scores. And to me, that's a problem. So to me... Look, you got to give him a C here. It wasn't. It was the worst game to me all season, even worse than that Cowboys game. But the Saints still got the win. So when that happens, I mean, the past, the Saints would be really in trouble if this happened. But in this game, they were not because of the defense. Played really, really good there. Onto our skill position players. I'm going to give them a B plus because I don't think Brees played good. But I think our running backs did an amazing job running the football over five yards of carry. I think Mike Thomas did a really good job even getting open in blanket coverages, double teams. You're still getting open, so that's really good stuff there. I mean, even some of the receivers did really good. I mean, the only notch is that fumble in the end zone by um, oh, Tommy Lee Lewis. It's just, look, I don't think we'd even be talking how Breeze played that bad if that touchdown happens. That makes it a 10-point game, and look, when you're talking about it, it's not that big of a deal, but to me, this made the game a lot closer, and it's just a big deal, and Tommy Lee cannot let that happen again. I don't think he will, but... I don't think Sean Payton's going to play him that much because that was just a really, really bad play. But overall, B-plus, really good job. Kamara and Ingram were very, very solid. Going into the playoffs, they are running the ball extremely well um, between last week and this week. Just an amazing job by them. So they deserve a lot of credit because they were hitting holes even when they weren't there. They were bouncing out. They were just doing great things, running backs too. Really great vision, breaking tackles. That's just what you want to see there tight ends also did really good so that's really big as well onto our o-line to me i'm gonna give them a b minus because look they didn't do that bad of a job because you really can't say that look when you have two o-linemen go down mid-game you're gonna have rookies play on draft free agents play and they didn't do a bad job but they didn't do an amazing job below average for their standards but about an average nfl line was this game maybe a little below average but Overall, not that bad. You got to give it to Tom and Will Clapp coming in their first games against a pretty good pass rush, and they did a really good job. So you got to give it off to them for their standards. They definitely exceeded my expectations. So that's really good there. Onto our D line. I'm going to give them an A because they were just animals. Um, Cam Jordan was getting a lot of pressure. I mean, just really good job stopping the run. Same with um, Davenport, who to me had a really good game, even though he did have a roughing a passer penalty. I think he still played really good. He was a great job running the fo- um, stopping the run, excuse me, and he did a really good job 
really getting pressure, even though he couldn't get home for a sack. Um, David Onyemata had a sack. That was really big. Sean Rankins was getting pressure. Just an overall really good game by the D-line. Linebackers, he also got to give them an A because they were outstanding this game. Really, really good stuff. Just looking at it, um, Anzalone flying over the field. Really good job. Really good technique on the tackles. He was tackling Cam Newton sometimes. Just a really good job there. He was able to stop tight ends as well, Really, along with Von Bell. Just really good stuff from him. Demario Davis having another one of his Pro Bowl games, which I really think he should have made the Pro Bowl, but didn't. And look, to me, very, very solid player. To me, one of the best linebackers in the league. And it's kind of a shame that the national media just doesn't think so. So to me, he did a really good job. And I think he played at the linebacking core. He played the best. AJ Klein made a couple of huge plays on McCaffrey and a couple other players in his, I mean, not his first return to Carolina, but one of his returns to Carolina as he was a former Panther, but he just did a really good job. And I kind of see why we stole him. When he gets in to his groove, he is a good linebacker and very, very solid. People were getting on him in the beginning of the year, but right now he's playing really good football. So now on to our cornerbacks, and I'm going to give them an A+. Really, really good job. Just looking at it, P.J. Williams stepping up, did a really good job again. He's been lights out since he had some trouble with the Vikings game and stuff like that. Since then, he's been just lights out. A really, really good job by P.J. Von Bell, to me, had the best um, game out of any defensive player. Had the forced fumble, had a sack, had seven total tackles. That's just what you want to see. Just a really good job by Bell. Also, Lattimore shutting down. TJ Moore, basically, just a really good job by Lattimore playing really good. Same with Marcus Williams, had a couple of nice plays in help. And then Eli Apple, he played outstanding to me. Your second-best corner in this game, a second-best player on the defense in this game, had a huge pick to maybe even win the game. Like, we don't even know what would happen. But that was just an amazing pick at the end of the half, turning point play of the game maybe even, because that's just huge. Really good job by Eli Apple. And... He locked down Devin Funches, and Devin Funches is not, you know, like a bad receiver. He's pretty average, maybe above average, and shut down. Really good job by um, Apple there. And coaching and special teams is going to get an A because special teams, number one, Thomas Morstead had some beauties of punts. And then also you got to look at um, the Lux making some field goals. He did a really good job there making all the field goals. And then also... And um, just all the way around from, you know, on special teams, that's what we're talking about right now, but also playing QB, blocking, really good job by Taysom Hill. I really like what I see. He's definitely getting better every week, so that's really good as well. And Sean Payton coaching, this was just a really good job by Sean Payton to not get over aggressive over cute trying to make trick plays really good job stick to the run and he did a good job time management was impeccable and they won the game so you got to give to sean payton there for having a really good coach game and his team bring, bring the wood they were ready to play and they brought the wood on the road in divisional opponent it's not easy to win those games and he did that so a really good job by the saints there so now on to our preview of saints versus steelers in the dome so the saints finally play a home game it's been three weeks so long time coming and they'll just get to play at home this is just really big it's going to be more than three weeks to think about the last time we have played a home game and look dome's going to be loud because they know if the saints win this game they won't have to play another road game until september of next year 
that's or technically road game. They if they made the Super Bowl, they'd play a neutral game, but that's not really a road game. Next true road game is next year. To think about that, you know, you gotta bear down. Fans will get loud. Fans will be pumped. You gotta go and win this game. And I'm just gonna say it right out of the gate. This game is look. I think they would win Week 17. Cam shut down, so Cam won't even be playing quarterback Week 17. But I want to win this one, so we have to sit our starters, and we could see a nice matchup Week 17 without Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Anderson. I think we all want to see that going into Week 17, especially right now, because I want to have the number one seed locked up. I don't want to Rams to even think that they have a shot this week. Win this game, and it's all over. And I really think that the Saints have a good shot at doing that. Because, look, to me, Saints and Steelers, very similar teams, and I think the Saints are just a step up. But we'll get into that a little later, sir. So, excuse me, for some notes, if the Saints win, they clinch the one seed. As I said, Cam Jordan needs one sack to tie his career high, and he just said today, which is kind of interesting, that he wouldn't rank Big Ben in his top five QBs of this era. That was interesting. So, Cam Jordan, look, he's okay with um, disrespecting some QBs, or not disrespecting, but... Just, he's going to challenge them. He challenged Cam Newton. Cam Newton was not up to the test. He sent him the wine, the broom, <laughs> and Cam played awful. So maybe he's trying to do that same thing with Big Ben there. But to me, he's just an amazing player, Cam Jordan. Hopefully he can get back on those sacks like he did a couple weeks ago. No sacks last week, but he did play a really good game. And I think he's motivated. He really wants to have his record like it was last year and maybe even more sacks than he did last year. And he's got a chance at that. 12 now, if he can get a couple more sacks, he can definitely surpass his high. So next note is that this is the first time, this could be, excuse me, the first time since 2013 that two players would have 10 sacks. Sheldon Rankins is at eight. So if he gets two more, he would have 10. And that's the first time since 2013 when Cameron Jordan and Junior Gallette did it. So that's very interesting. And then just one more note, because Drew Brees hasn't been playing that good. I just want to show his home stats. This year at home, he's 5-1. He has 20 touchdowns to one pick, and he's thrown for 1,925 yards or basically 2,000 yards on the road. That's really good, and he's only played six games, so he's still got two to, two to go. And then he's actually had a QB rating of – a passer rating, excuse me, of 139.1. So that's elite. So I think that's really big. A little more on the injury front. Um, Taron Armstead's looking like a game-time decision, but the Saints are trying to go nice and slow with him because they know they're going to be in the playoffs, and it's better to wait, wait have them ready for the playoffs, and have rush and reading. So, to me, that's really what's happening there. So, our first storyline as we preview the Saints and Steelers is, can the offense bounce back at home? And to me, this is a yes, and especially if Taron Armstead plays. Number one, the Steelers have... A pretty bad defense. They're in the bottom 10. They don't really have that much. TJ Watt has like 11 sacks, but besides that, not that much is going on for them. Um, it's not that Watts, he's a really good player, but you just got to block him up. And then after that, they don't really have that much. I'm just looking at it. They really don't really have any corners worth noting. They do have Joe Hayden, but Joe Hayden's went through a lot of injuries and stuff like that. A lot of old, he's now old, excuse me. So, Look, he's not been that good. Terrell Edmonds, he's their starting strong safety, and he I thought they reached him in the draft. So that was obviously kind of interesting there. Uh, Stephon Tuitt, not a bad player. Cameron Haywood, as I said. TJ Watt, not bad players. But to me, look, that defense could be beatable, and I think that they could. Their linebacking core, since they've lost, chases here to that awful injury, and I really hope he gets back healthy soon. They just haven't had anyone to uh, replace him. Uh, Bud Dupree, I remember he was a rookie 
couple of years ago. He was in the draft. I remember him. I don't know what he's doing this year, but I mean, look, he hasn't been off the charts amazing. We know that. I mean, just looking at his stats, pretty average for a linebacker. I mean, 37 tackles, pick a fumble, about average here. He's not a bad player, but to me, just look. To me, look, I need him in practice on Wednesday. So, look, if the Steelers also come in with some injuries. I think that would be big too, but just nothing really great there. So, I really think that our, our offense could bounce back at home. I think the running game, I think we'll be able to run the football on them. And then Kamara and Ingram will have really big games. Um, maybe they'll both get 100 yards for the first time in 2018. They did that a couple times in 2017. So maybe late in the season here they can start running the football. But they just show great vision um, because last game, the offensive line didn't do that good of a job, and they were still hitting holes, getting five, six yards carry. It just showed great vision, and it was a great performance, and they played really good. And I think Breeze at home will be money again, and I really do believe that. I think the for agents he will use, I think they're going to get more open at home. Look, it's not the crowd noise and everything. At home, the Saints are silent on offense, and then on defense, they get loud. So, I mean, I just love that about the Dome. They know when to be quiet, and they know when to get loud. To me, fans like that, I mean, you just can't beat them. You know? So, really good job there. On to our next um, storyline is that can the defense continue their great stretch versus the great Pittsburgh offense? Obviously, they had the killer bees, but then Le'Veon Bell, this whole thing where he, um, the contract scenario, he just didn't want to take the franchise tag, so he sat out, wanted to go back into free agency to get a lot of money, preserve his body. That was his decision. I don't really want to get into that, but their offense obviously has gotten worse. James Conner doesn't look like he's going to play that huge. Because James Conner, to me, is much better than Jalen Samuels, their third running back. But uh, still, look, the Saints, to me, I think they can do it. I think, and there's a full formula that the Saints could use, and it could work. If you, to me, I put Juju with Lattimore, and I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to put Juju and Lattimore against each other, and then they're going to bracket AB, and they're not going to let him beat him. And they're going to let other receivers beat him. Let their um, slot receiver beat them, guys like that. And... They won't have that much problems. I think running the ball, I think the Saints will be able to stop Jalen Samuels out of the backfield. I don't think he'll beat us or anything. And I think the Saints will do a good job. Maybe they don't give up, you know, nine points. Maybe they give up like 20 or 23. But I think with the bad Steelers defense, I think that will be enough to beat them. So now on to our last storyline is that now we'll be able to be able to stop, excuse me, stop the Steelers D-line against our offensive line, that's hurt. You know, it's definitely now, it's late in the season. A lot of injuries are starting to happen. So can we stop all stop their D-line with our kind of young now offensive line where we could potentially have two undrafted free agents or a seventh-round pick be starting? So that's obviously interesting. They did a really good job. And I think with a week of preparation, they're going to be even better. And I think it's going to maybe not even be a non-factor or it'll be a small factor. I think it's going to be the Saints being able to do whatever they want on offense. I think it's going to be one of those games. And I think the Saints are going to come back and have a really good game. I think I could see a 30-point game. I could see even going back to those 40, 45-point games. I think the Saints can do it. And I think this week could be the week. I think it just – look, this – I think it's going to be kind of a um, one where everyone scores back and forth, back and forth, one of those shootouts. But I think the Saints will pull away late. I think the Saints will be able to do – that and I think the offensive line will be able to hold against a defensive line that's not great, but it's pretty good for the Steelers there. So now on to our group by group preview. We're going to go through the same groups we did when we recapped the Panthers game, but we're just going to pick who has the advantage, Saints or Steelers. So 
We're going to start with QB, and I'm going to go Saints here. To me, I think Drew Brees, even though he doesn't have some of the stats that are better than Big Ben, I think Brees, overall better quarterback to me. He's still in the MVP candidate with Mahomes. And look, Big Ben, just not this year. He's having kind of an offseason. He has been better of late, but overall just hasn't been that good there. And Brees, to me, still elite, and I think he's going to get back to where he needs to be this week. I truly think that and I if I had to put one prediction it's Drew Brees will have one of his vintage Drew Brees games I really feel like he's gonna do that there onto the skill positions to me they're equal I think I'm gonna go with a push I think the Saints have the advantage in running backs I think the wide receivers I think the Steelers have the advantage and I think tight ends are about equal Vance McDonald Ben Watson very similar and I think I'm gonna go with a push here the Saints have been running ball amazing with James Conner out I don't think Jalen Samuels will be able to do enough, especially against our number one rushing defense. I think looking at wide receivers, those wide receivers are great, and they're going to be one of the best receiving cores we play. So if we can shut them down, that's going to show it. That's going to show if we're really elite, and we're going to see what happens. I Look, I don't see this. the Steelers only putting up like 10 points or 7 points. I see them probably putting up 20 to 24, 27 maybe even, and – that would probably be fine. I think if we keep them under 30, I think we're going to win this game. So, to me, I think we're able to stop them. But it's a, it's still a push because they have done a lot this year. Juju has been amazing. He was good last year, but even better this year. He's definitely taken a step up. And AB's been as good as ever. So, to me, just really, really good stuff there. On to our old line groups. To me, this is the first time that... I can't pick the Saints here. I think the Steelers have a clear edge here, especially with all the Saints injuries. Um, when you look at the Steelers' all line, when you go left to right, it's just extremely solid. you got to give it off to them. When you start at left tackle with uh, Alejandro Villanueva, I mean, he's like one of the best left tackles in the league. Ramon Foster, very solid left tackle. Marquise Pouncey, um, David DeCastro. And look, their right tackle's on IR, but even their backup's pretty good. They've been good. They've been consistently the number one O-line. And look, it's going to be hard for us to get pressure, but I think we'll be able to do it because I think our D-line's like top five. So it's going to be... Definitely strength on strength, and we'll see who gets the win. Um, I think their backup, we got to attack their backup. That's going to be huge. Definitely, I think Dennis Allen will do schemes to get to Big Ben. I think that's going to be really important there. But I do think the Steelers have the edge. Looking at the Saints O-line, even if Terran Armstead plays, to me, if one Saints O-lineman was out, I think that's definitely going to happen. To me, two, definitely possibility. All three is a possibility, and the Saints are definitely not as good as the Steelers. Maybe if the Saints are all five, it would be equal and a push. But not right now when the Saints aren't at full health, especially at the O-line position. I think it's going to be big to stop their pressure because they still have Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, Stephon Tewitt. Those are pretty good rushers there. So you got to give it all to them. They do a good job rushing the quarterback, and we got to be able to stop that. I think we'll be able to, and I think we'll be able to neutralize it. But still, it's going to – their O-line, to me, especially with the Saints injuries, is better. There, onto D-line, as much as the Steelers do have a lot of weapons on the defensive line, I think the Saints have a clear edge. I mean, when you look at it, Cameron Jordan, um, Sheldon Rankins, Davenport, when you look at Okafor, they've been playing really good football. And you got to even look at Onyemata and Tyler Stahl, Taylor Davidson and Stallworth. All those guys are playing great. And I think it's when you look at it, the Saints just have an edge there. And look, I think the way they've been able to stop the run and rush the pass, clear edge. On to our old line groups. To me, this is the first time that – I can't pick the Saints here. I think the Steelers have a clear edge here, especially with all the Saints injuries. 
Um, when you look at the Steelers' O line, when you go left to right, it's just extremely solid. You got to give it off to them. When you start at left tackle with uh, Alejandro Villanueva, I mean, he's like one of the best left tackles in the league. Ramon Foster, very solid left tackle. Marquise Pouncey, um, David DeCastro, and look, their right tackles on IR, but even their backup's pretty good. They've been good. They've been consistently the number one O-line. And look, it's going to be hard for us to get pressure. But I think we'll be able to do it because I think our D-line's like top five. So it's going to be definitely strength on strength. And we'll see who gets the win. Um, I think their backup, we got to attack their backup. That's going to be huge. Definitely, I think Dennis Allen will do schemes to get to Big Ben. I think that's going to be really important there. But I do think the Steelers have the edge. Looking at the Saints O-line, even if Taron Armstead plays, to me... If one Saints O-lineman was out, I think that's definitely going to happen. To me, two, definitely possibility. All three is a possibility, and the Saints are definitely not as good as the Steelers. Maybe if the Saints are all five, it would be equal and a push. But not right now when the Saints aren't at full health, especially at the O-line position. I think it's going to be big to stop their pressure because they still have Cameron Hayward, TJ Watt, Stephon Tewitt. Those are pretty good rushers there, so you got to give it all to them. They do a good job rushing the quarterback, and we got to be able to stop that. I think we'll be able to, and I think we'll be able to neutralize it, but still – it's going to, their alliance to me, especially with the Saints injuries, is better. There, onto D line, as much as the Steelers do have a lot of weapons on the defensive line, I think the Saints have a clear edge. I mean, when you look at it, Cameron Jordan, um, Sheldon Rankins, Davenport, when you look at Okafor, they've been playing really good football. And you got to even look at Onyamata and Ta- Tyler Stall, Taylor Davidson, and Stallworth. All those guys are playing great. And I think it's when you look at it, the Saints just have an edge there. And look, I think the way they've been able to stop the run and rush the pass, clear edge. Linebackers, to me, especially with Pittsburgh not being able to fill Ryan Sazier's absence in the last year, their linebacking play has been poor, I would say. Not that good play out of them. I think the Saints are getting great linebacker play Excuse me, between um, Demario Davis, um, A.J. Klein, and then also Anzalone. To me, they've been all... Very, very solid. I think Demario Davis is one of the best linebackers in the league, and I'll stick towards that, even though he didn't make the play, make the Pro Bowl. Excuse me. I think he still did a great job, and I think he's got the recognition he deserves because he's just been outstanding. He's like the John Vilma to that 2019. Really, really good leader for this team, and to me, the biggest steal in free agency. So I think it matters there. On to our secondary group, and I think the Saints just have a clear edge here. When you look at it, I mean – the Saints, when you look at Marshawn Lattimore and the way Eli Apple's playing, Von Bell playing outstanding, and, and even how Marcus Williams has been, I think, solid. I mean, not bad by any means. And when you look at the Steelers' um, defensive backs here, not good. I mean, really, when you look at it, just not that many good players here. A lot of young players. Then you have the veteran Joe Hayden, who's just not the player he used to be. And to me, I think it's just the Saints have a clear edge here, and especially how good Eli Apple's playing. And look, another game where he just played outstanding. The technique was impeccable by him, especially on that pick. And again, when you're able to stop guys like Funches to like no catches as a second receiver, that's what you want to see. And no separation, pass defense, that's just what you want to see from him. Marshawn Lattimore with another good game. He's been just putting solid performance after solid performance. To me, I know he was never going to get the Pro Bowl because he had a lot of bad games at the beginning of the season. But to me, right now, he's playing like a Pro Bowler. He's playing really strong as well. Von Bell had obviously the best game out of any defensive player in this game. He was all over the field. I mean, he's just been steps and leaps over where he was last season and even maybe even earlier this season he's just been outstanding he's getting better every single game 
So to me, Saints just have a clear edge there. And coaching in special teams, I think Sean Payton's a much better coach than Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin, he's a good coach, and he's done a really good job there. But there's always seems to be, like, drama in the Steelers' locker room, whatever it is. And, look, to be a coach, I think you've got to be able to control the locker room. And he's been really good at that over the years, but just lately a lot of drama. And Sean Payton, I mean, this Saints team has no drama right now. i got to knock on wood for that. But really good job by Sean Payton. He gets his guys ready to play. I think Tomlin does too, but I think Sean Payton is the better coach. He's also good at being in a chess match. I think Tomlin is too, but I think just Payton's just a little better. Their special teams, look, they don't have bad special teams. Chris Boswell has not been the best kicker this year. Jordan Berry is the punter. Um, Look, nothing bad, nothing great there. I think Thomas Morris is better. I think Lutz is better than Boswell. And I think Hardy, who should definitely be in the Pro Bowl as a gunner and a special teams specialist. And look, I think Taysom Hill is so good on the special teams. These are special teams aces, jack of all trades, and they're going to outclass the Pittsburgh special teams there. So I'll take the Saints. Now our score here, I'm going to go Saints 35, Steelers 24. And I think the Saints will get a double digit win and have the number one seed. I think the Saints are going to have a really good offensive game here, an offensive outburst. And I think they're kind of due. So I think it's going to happen. They're a really good offensive team. It's just a matter of time. They say they're going to fix the problems. I believe they will. I think the defense will play good enough under 30 points and get the win there. I think it'll be a good game. But I think the Saints will pull away late and get the win. Now on to some Houdat Nation fan questions. This week we had one question, and the question was from Houdat92343. And he asked, do you think that we can beat the Panthers five straight times? Obviously three times last year, and it would be two times this year. We already beat them once this year as we won at Carolina, to me now, at home is kind of the easy part, especially without Cam Newton. I think we, we can easily win this game. And look, that's next week. I don't really want to get a lot into it. But beating a team five straight times, even four straight times, is really impressive. That means they're basically dominating them. So you got to give it to the Saints to be able to be that disciplined and show so many new things to beat a team four straight times. you got to basically beat them four different ways. I mean, if you look at all four games, beat them in different ways. So you got to give it to the Saints. Really good job there. And they kind of own Cam Newton. They own the Panthers right now. And look, I don't think a backup quarterback's going to beat them. Maybe if they have the bye and they start Teddy Bridgewater, maybe the Panthers will win that. But it won't even matter at that point. So to me, if all our stars are playing, they will not beat us and we will win five straight. If the backups are playing, probably their backups are playing too, especially Cam not playing. I think it'd be closer. Who knows who's going to win? And I look, if, if we win um, in week 16 against the Steelers, I, w- I want to see Teddy Bridgewater. I want to see what he's got. Um, and I think this is a good game to do that. Give Breeze a little break. He is 39, so give him a nice three, almost three weeks going into the divisional game. I think that'd be good for him. He obviously doesn't need all the reps. He's just he's played so much, so no need to have him there. So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you like this episode and you like this podcast and haven't followed us on our various platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Who at This on Instagram, at Houdat Discussion, on Podomatic, at the Houdat Discussion, and then also you, you could subscribe, excuse me, to our YouTube channel, at the Houdat Discussion, our Google Play channel, our iTunes channel, and our Spotify channel, at the Houdat Discussion. On all those sites, please like, comment, review, and rate us. All your feedback is just great. I love talking with the Houdat Nation. This is really fun 
love all you guys. You guys have been great in seeing this podcast grow to where it has so far. It's just sky's the limit. And I'm just thank the whole Houdet Nation just of what they've done. So just really great job for welcoming me into their podcast community. Been, you know, getting friends with other podcasts. I mean, look, of all the great, you know, who that the Saints, excuse me, fan um, podcast. I mean, they're not even fans. They're just really analysts at this point. You're looking at um, who that and NYC, All Saints Considered, and also on YouTube. Um, we are the Who That Nation's also a great site. So just look, those guys have been great, um, always supporting. And it's just great to, you know, really be one in the that Nation, because before, I didn't really get to talk to Saints fans that much. Now, it's just a lot of Saints fans, and I just love it. And just want to, to say thank you, excuse me, for, you know, being a part of it. So, thank you, Houdat Nation. So, with all that said, I wanted to say thank you, prove them right, and Houdat.